to a meaningful marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million-dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real-life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello and welcome to Missoni and Marshall, the Meaningful Marketplace. We are here weekly to discuss the journey of female food entrepreneurs. We're glad you have joined us today as we bring you stories of hope and inspiration. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Missoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Sarah Missoni, um, next week we are going to do our fancy food show recap. Ooh, okay. So be ready for that, everybody. Uh, Sarah and I will talk about the show and some of our favorite things and the people that went along and um, just like cool food trends we saw, stuff like that. So hopefully everybody will tune into that show next week. And then um, last week I mentioned that we have a scholarship up Um And I wanted to tell people how to get to that scholarship application because I wasn't very specific last week. So this was a scholarship that would be to go with the Food Innovation Center with Sarah to the Fancy Food Show. And my uh, culinary group, the Ladams Escoffier Portland chapter, would be paying for your booth fee. So uh, this is just for people in Oregon, right? Just for people in Oregon. Yep. And um just for women in Oregon because my culinary group supports women. So um, if you are looking, if that sounds like something that's interested, interesting for you, you can find that application. Uh, The easiest way to find it just through a link is to go to the Instagram for our chapter. So it's just Ladams. It's L-E-S-D-A-M-E-S, Portland, Oregon. You can find us. And then the link is just in the profile. So that's the easiest way to get you right to that application. And so far, we don't have any applications. So your chances are good. (laughs) What's the deadline? Uh, it's March. Um, I think the first week of March or something. So, and you don't have to be a member to get the scholarship, right? Be a member of no, no. Yeah, absolutely not. No, it's for people who are not members. It's for the community. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, people, get your applications yep, in. Get your applications in. We want to keep Sarah up till midnight reading yeah, those applications. Yep, they go straight to me. So send me those apps. And if you have any questions about it, you can also message me. But I wanted to give people a direct link now that it's up. That's very benevolent of you ladies doing that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it's so it's such a great way for um I mean not only do we pay your booth fee but you get mentorship too. So um last year we sponsored Lisa from Tantan and we helped her do some recipe cards, we helped her do a press release. Um there's a lot of really talented women in the group who are writers and um you know PR people so you'll have a whole team of ladies ready to pump you up for your first food show. It doesn't have to be your first food show but no. for the show for the show. It's a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. And then 
Um, some other things that I'm excited about that I just wanted to mention. I'm not sure if this will come out before then, but possibly. Um, we are doing the Portland Night Market. It's the Valentine's Ooh. Day one this weekend, and it's very, very fun. Um, if people haven't been to it, um, you can. Why look is it very fun? Because they do all these cool things, and I don't know that everybody is knows Cupid going to be there. <laughs> Maybe there's always something. There's definitely Cupid's like almost naked, like just in like a little pair of pink underwear or something. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> well, I can't um, promise that that will happen. <laughs> I have no idea, but there definitely will be a llama there that you can get your picture taken with. And <laughs> they've started doing all of these secret rooms and um, and pop up bars. So there's like a, a pop up wine bar. Room. Maybe I'll get stuck in the wine bar, please. <laughs> oh, you have to give out hot sauce samples. That's true. I I won't get stuck in the bar. In uh, the Dirk can wine bring bar. you a glass of yeah. wine. But it's really cool. And they do all these um, artist installations that are hidden throughout the place. So it's just, um, they've really tried to bring it back in full forces oh. of fun. So I just recommend that everyone goes because it's a great time. That's and then cool. I also wanted to mention that the um, Truffle just... Festival is back. Uh, so the Truffle Festival happens every year. This year it's going to be in Corvallis, um, but it it hasn't happened since the pandemic. So this is the first year back um, and it's a marketplace. Um, so I wanted to mention it in case there's vendors that uh, want to go or just just people in general to go. So it is um, February 19th in Corvallis. You can check out the um, Oregon Truffle Festival Marketplace if you're interested in more information. That's my news, Sarah. <laughs> we want to thank our sponsor for supporting Masonia Marshall. Thank you for helping us spread the word about small women entrepreneurs. Let's hear a word from our sponsor, Market of Choice. Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of the Meaningful Marketplace because we believe in the power of local entrepreneurs, so much so that we carry more than 7,000 locally made, raised, farmed, and harvested foods in our stores. Our passion is to help local makers, farmers, ranchers, and fisher folks realize their potential through programs that help them succeed. Thank you, Market of Choice. All right, we are joined in the studio today by Jacoba Gundel. She is the COO and co-founder of Tatu, making mindful protein water. Hello, Jacoba. Hi, how are you guys? We're so good. We're glad you could join us today. Yeah, I am super yes. pumped to be here. We want our listeners to be able to follow along on your journey. So how did they find you on Instagram and such places? Yes, please do. We are on Instagram at um, our handle is drink tattoo. Um, and we actually just this week started a TikTok, also Whoa. drink tattoo. I could not tell you anything other than it has been started by our wonderful social media company. Um, I've never done a TikTok before, but go check us out. <laughs> we'll have yes, to find you on there. Sarah, are you on TikTok? No. Oh. You need Are to you? be. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the sauce business. I might be on there, TikTok yeah. if you put me on there. But okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, um, let's let's TikTok connect. <laughs> Maybe we should make a TikTok. <laughs> I think make... so. It's real fun. It's really fun. I get. We I get into it. A, we can make these videos from our Zoom calls into TikTok. It would be kind of cool. Yeah. 
it's a fun it's a fun place to play i feel like <laughs> well we'll make sure jacoba to find you on tiktok but i wanted our listeners to know that if it seems like maybe you've heard jacoba before um she was actually one of our very first guests yes guest number nine to be exact Woo-hoo! on episode 11 wow. and you were just getting ready to launch your business and little did we know that it was moments before the pandemic. So you That's came right the very first week of January, 2020. And so we wanted to have you back on the show because that what strange things happened after that date. Yeah. <laughs> right? That was right here. Yeah, so you were, you. you were just very, very, very getting ready. You were figuring out packaging. You, um, you know, were dialing in the recipe, all of that stuff and take it from there. What happened from that point for you? Yes. Um, from there. So back in, tw- it was the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. I recently re-listened to that podcast episode just to remember where we were at that point. It seems mm-hmm. like it was ages ago at this point. Um, and during that time at that podcast, we were calling our product Restore, Restore Protein Water. We took an entire pandemic to rebrand our product. Um, yeah, we were about to launch. We were ready. We had co-packers. We had everything going. And then the pandemic hit and it turned out we actually had nothing. We were back basically to square zero because we didn't we needed to rebrand. Our co-packer went out of business. Um we had a very big strategy to sell our protein water based out of yoga studios, bar studios, Pilates studios in-person events. <laughs> yes, um, that didn't happen. <laughs> that did not happen. That was a huge a huge hurdle that we had to get over. Uh, so we took the pandemic from 2020 up until our first launch at the end of 2021 and really redid our entire strategy, our entire product, almost everything except for except for the formulation that the Food Innovation Center did for us. <laughs> So now our product is called Tatu Protein Water. We have two flavors, lemon ginger and orange mango. Uh, it comes in an aluminum can, 15 grams of protein and one can, zero grams of sugar, and only 60 calories. So we have, yeah, we have all of our suppliers in line. We finally got a production run going, um, but it really, it it was um, a blessing in disguise, I would imagine, as maybe a lot of people have experienced getting us to slow down, really think about all of the decisions that we were going to make beforehand and come up with a new strategy on how to run our business. Well, I'm glad that you survived it, of course, because I think some people that were ready to launch something at that time just couldn't, you know, couldn't yeah, do it. They had survive. to go other ways. They didn't survive. So congratulations. Yeah. That is something to be proud of. Um, I I did remember from when we had you on the show that that really was going to be your st- strategic plan and you were going to a lot of yoga studios and gyms to sample your product. And mm-hmm. so all of those places were empty at, right after that. I mean, like yep. weeks after we, we talked to you. Um, how are things going now with who you're targeting? Are you able to go into gyms and yoga studios and places to sell to people? Yes. Yeah, we definitely are. We've started that strategy again. It is not the main line of our sales channel um, like we thought it was going to be. 
we realize that pandemics can push you off of where you're actually looking to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, we're back doing samples in yoga studios. We've done a bunch in orange theories around the country, around the area. Um, cycling has been a big new thing that people are doing. So we're tapping into different types of studio classes um, because protein can really be beneficial to anyone who's active and protein is beneficial for anyone anyways. Um, um, we have other sales channels that we really had to um, create during the pandemic, during this process. So we have a much bigger online presence than we thought that we were going to previously. Um, and our original idea shipping water online wasn't going to be a main strategy because water is heavy um, and it costs a lot to ship. And so we really wanted to get it in the hands of people right after they were working out. And so I think that we will continue with that strategy as we grow now, um, now that gyms and studios are back open and people are being responsible health-wise and yeah. Well, just so that people don't have to go back and listen to the episode, I yes. do think we should really describe your product yes. and and what it is and yeah. um, what it means for people. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our company is Mindful Proteins, and our mission is to create a family of high-protein functional foods and beverages made from healthy and simple ingredients. So we have a big vision for a lot of product lines and a lot of different types of foods and beverages. Our first product is this tattoo protein water. So like I said before, two flavors, lemon, ginger, orange, mango, each can. So it comes in a 12 ounce sleek aluminum can. Each can has 30% of your daily needed protein um, in one individual can. So the FDA recommends uh, you have 45 grams of protein on a 2000 calorie diet. Each can of ours has 15 grams of protein. So the whole idea is that after you work out, if you ingest protein, a lot of really good things happen to you. (laughs) Things like they help um, increase muscle growth. It helps decrease muscle soreness and fatigue while actually working out. So if you ingest protein within your anabolic window, which is 20 to 45 minutes after you work out, you get all of these benefits that you wouldn't get otherwise. And So we have created Tatu because it's a clean, convenient source of protein that you can just drink right after your workout. You don't have to go home and blend a smoothie and make a big mess or eat a chicken breast or something along those lines to get that protein content. I I have to say, Jacoba, that in the last few years, you have really um, increased your ability to describe your product (laughs) (laughs) and its benefits because, I mean, I know you were at the very beginning, but I remember, um, you know, that, you know, you described what you had and it was protein water and, and you, you know, knew that it was good for you to have. But I think that um, now you've really like, you know, a great elevator speech. Now, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Let, let me tell you, re-listening to the old podcast episode was not the easiest thing that I've had to do. <laughs> Sarah and I afterwards were like, man, that was a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's Congratulations. kind of Yeah, you're, do- you are doing so good. And I, I think mean, that- that's good for people to hear. It's really hard yeah. when you're first starting. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever you start something, it's always hard because you have the store in your head, but it's not always easy to get it out. Yeah. Yep. In a way think, that sounds exciting and cool. 
yeah, it was also very helpful. So I feel like this is a good episode to come after your guys's episode next week when you go over fancy food because I was at fancy food with you. I know, yeah. dude. You got weeks some great ago. press. Yeah, we got we got oh. covered by a lot of really good things, but I also had that elevator pitch down after yeah. oh my gosh. three full days of speaking to people about Tatu. <laughs> yeah, tell us about some of the press you got. I just saw the one thing that was on your uh website under press but was there yeah. more than that so we had i had at least two that i found um so bevnet did um i Bev guess that Net's there was three awesome bevnet did a sample on us so like the nine new beverage trends coming out of fancy food which was amazing we were on part of a blog for beverage business insights yeah and then i saw so that one that one was pretty cool and then we also s um so the sfa the company who put on fancy food Show uh, highlighted us as a new trending topic or new trending item. So it was, we got a really good coverage from going with OSU and the Food Innovation Center to Fancy Food. That's so wonderful to hear. Yeah, I love that. That's um, kind of one of my favorite things about the Fancy Food Show is that there's all this like stuff happening all around, you know, so people will come with their like cameras and their, um, yes. you know, and yes. they'll be shooting for their YouTube channels or whatever it is. It's just so fun and exciting, I feel like. So that's really cool that you're featured in those things. Yes. That um, is cool. We need to take a quick break and then um, we will come back and hear more about Jacoba and Tatu. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. Okay, Jacoba, tell us about your fancy new website and how you've updated it. And I really love that photo of all those handsome people with your cans of tattoo. Right. So this is it's, podcast is coming in a good timing because we literally launched our new website this morning. So it's been a huge um, project that we've been working on. We actually, we have um, a combination of different websites in the past that have been piecemealed together, but we hired a company, which um, Get Lagos Now. They're a benefit corporation for good company right here out of Oregon, who did an amazing job on our website. They created everything. They were really easy to work with. Our website now is much more streamlined and faster than our old website was. It is more cohesive. It's hopefully a much better um, buyer user atmosphere than it was before. Uh, but we did, we sent out an email this morning. Everything is 10% off this week via the website to celebrate that we just finally got it launched. So if you're interested, check it out, www.drinktattoo.com. Yeah. And not only that, if you order three packs, you get free shipping. You do. Yes, absolutely. And that's the that's a deal that we have on our website constantly. So if you ever okay. want at least three, four packs, free shipping from right here in Portland, Oregon. Well, and that's a tip I want to give to people. You know, we have a lot of listeners who are makers. Um, is that on your website, if you do have one of those um, incentives where you get free shipping, um, it increases your order amount pretty much as as soon as you list it um i think we did that um 
probably pandemic time, I would say. And we did it that if people spent $75, then they could have free shipping. Um, and we never really used to get orders that were in the $100 value range, you know, unless it was like Christmas time or something. And so right away, what our website does is it if people have something in their cart, then it says, you know, if you add... 50 more dollars, you get free shipping. And and so then people do it. And so I would suggest that I was apprehensive to do that for a long time because I was like, I can't afford to give people free shipping. But um, but I really think if you make that number high enough, I mean you can you can do all the calculations to see what works for you. But I mean, I would recommend businesses at least take a look and see if it's something that you can do because it did definitely increase our online sales once we did that. Yeah, we get That's a lot of nice. we get a lot of orders of one four pack of each flavor. So a lot of orders coming through for two four packs. So if you add a third, just one more free shipping. Yeah. Do it, it almost covers the cost of that third four pack. Yeah. To have free shipping. Tell us more about the name. Uh it's a Swahili word, right? It is. So tattoo. Um uh, my co-founder, Sean Penrith, his mother was a really known artist in South Africa, and her name, they called her Tatu. So this is an homage to Sean's mother, this whole product line. Um, it, it is Swahili for the number three, so it means three, which can connect to a lot of different things in your life. But for us, in our wellness aspect, it means mind, body, soul. So we have connections to the name in multiple different different areas, um, but really, and so uh, Sean, like I mentioned, Sean's mom was an artist, and on each of our cans, there's a colorful swoosh on the A of Tatu, and those color palettes are taken directly from her art pieces. So as we expand our product line into our next flavors, we will take different pieces of her art and put it on our label. I love that. I, I really like when your branding helps to tell your story and has like a personal connection. And you didn't have that before in the last round. You did and not. So <laughs> you do now. And I think it makes sense. And it's a it's a great um, story and describing um, characteristic of why you're doing what you're doing. So I think that's great. Yeah. the Like I said, the pandemic really gave us time to look at the product that we had before, look at the design, look at the name and really instead of just pushing something to market because we thought it was going to do good, really make it part of ourselves and bring in a personal aspect to the brand that wasn't there before. And so now we have this great story, this name that we connect to, this label design that we connect to that helps us sell the product even better. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your packaging because yes. when you were on before... You, I'm pretty sure you had a can that just had like a piece of paper around it because you're, it was kind of like a mock up of what you were going to do. So, yes. um, how did you decide what kind of packaging that you would use and, um, how did you make that fit into your whole brand identity? Yeah. One main aspect that we've always been aligned with from the very beginning when we started this project in 2018 was we wanted to make this as sustainable as possible. So ready to drink beverages in general and food business in general is inherently not as sustainable as it could be because there's a lot of waste and there's a lot of plastic. Um, and so we were coming into this not wanting to add to that problem. So mm -hmm. we chose a 12 ounce sleek aluminum can because aluminum is the most recycled material in this ready to drink beverage arena. 
So we wanted to stick with aluminum. It's um, lighter to ship than glass bottles. So glass bottles are fairly recyclable, um, but it's they're heavy. So they take more gasoline in trucks and they take uh, more postage when you ship them. They're a little bit more intensive when you actually recycle the product as well. And so we chose the aluminum can. We currently have a shrink wrapped sleeve on our aluminum can, which um, will not be there forever. We're hoping in this next production run or the one after we will do a digitally printed, digitally printed on can label because um, it's again, there takes off the plastic shrink leave sleeve mm-hmm. from the aluminum can. We put each. Um, so we sell Tatu in four pack boxes. And the boxes are made from 100% recycled materials. They are recyclable themselves. Um, We try to use as least amount of shipping packaging material as possible. So we really try to make everything just as sustainable as we can from the very beginning. That's very nice. Yeah, that's great. Um, When I think you brought up um, having stuff printed onto the cans did you guys find a company to do that because i feel like that comes up oh yeah that looks great it looks so good our listeners can't hear or they can't see they can only hear but um she's holding up her sample of a printed can um so did you find someone that would do it and if you wouldn't mind saying who that is in case we have other people that are looking to have things printed onto their packaging I would be happy to. So one of the main things that we ran into from the very beginning is to get printed on can labels, you have to buy truckloads of cans, right? The minimum for that is like five truckloads of cans from Ball, which no small producer is going to be able to do at that point. If we could buy it, we still wouldn't have anywhere to put them, right? Five truckloads of stuff. (laughs) Um, And so we found actually two companies who were able to do smaller MLQs for us, uh, minimum order quantities. Um, One of them is DigiCan who I've been working with. And then I've recently started working with craft canning can do it too, right here in Portland. So that's um, a really super great lead for this Portland area because we're trying to keep everything local also. So craft canning um, has, we have reached out to Ryan there at craft canning and he's going to send some samples over our way for their digital print can. That's great to know that there is a supplier right here in the Portland area. Yes. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. This is something that has switched over the past few years because when we were doing this in 2018, 2019, the only thing you could find was a shrink wrap sleeve for anything that was under a truckload of cans. So yeah, that's really great. Is, I think it's what, 10 pallets or something like that. Like 200,000 cans, I think 204,000, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's like 20,000 on a pallet. It's a lot. Yeah. Sarah, do you have people that come to the Food Innovation Center that are looking for help to figure out where where to get their packaging done and stuff? Did it Absolutely. Does that happen a lot? Yep, yeah. all the time. In fact, one of the things we did here was buy a little can seamer so we can do really small batches of people's beverages. Did we do yours in that, Jacoba? No, but no, uh, we were talking about it at that hear. point. Yeah, We have it now in case you want to run some samples of a new flavor. We can do that. Um, so we have a very micro sort of set up beverage program now where we can carbonate and can seam cans. Um, but cool. yeah, people all the time, it's, it's a tough industry to get into because of minimum orders. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, come to us. We can help. That's great. It's good to know for people. I feel like, um, you know, we haven't had a ton of 
of people on from the beverage industry in general. Mm -hmm. But I think that, um, you know, it is really a big growing market and industry. And so I think that um, now even just if people are interested in that, I think you mentioned BevNet, but um, Mm -hmm. they they write a lot about what's going on in food and drink. So if you're wondering if something, if you have an idea and you're wondering if something is out there, I think that's a good place to kind of check and see. Yeah. Yeah. BevNet has the really cool... um, uh, submission process for pub- for press releases on their website too. So you can write your own press yeah. release, submit it to them to help get it out to the entire beverage world. That guy who interviews for them is at every trade show. Mm-hmm. And I saw him snooping around the incubator village and I was wondering if he spoke to you. So that's cool. Yeah. I think I spoke to five or six different people from BevNet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how you get the protein in the water. So, of course, you don't have to give us any trade secrets, but just so people understand what it is that's happening here. Yeah. Um, I always tell people that it's magic. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> they squeeze a protein berry into it. Yeah, we grind up some chicken and put it in some water. Um, no, so we buy protein powder. So it's a whey protein isolate. Mm-hmm. And we buy this whey protein isolate from Fonterra. It is, so it's a powderized whey protein isolate and Fonterra is a company out of New Zealand and we buy New Zealand protein powder instead of buying anything local because New Zealand has um, like a gold standard for the care of their cattle and their cows. They don't use hormones. They don't use antibiotics. The cows are on pasture over 300 days per year. And so the product that comes off of a cow from New Zealand, so the whey protein isolate is just far superior than anything you can get in the United States. So whey protein isolate is as an off product made from the cheese making process. So like when you were a little kid, you did the curds and whey nursery rhyme. So you get curds and you get whey, whey protein isolate from the cheese making process. So that comes to us in a powderized form. And then we use this really fancy formulation from the food innovation center and we put it in our water. Mm-hmm. And made in just, you know, big bats with some agitation and barely any ingredients. We have five ingredients in our water. Um, and the really cool thing about the way that we use in our in Tati protein water is that it will never sediment at the bottom of your can. Because the whey protein isolate that comes from Fonterra in New Zealand is so superior. It was just, it's in suspension in your water for its entire 18-month shelf life. That's so cool. Yeah, when you... Is. When you brought the samples, because we tried it on the first show, is that the same as the products that you have now or did some things change? So the product in the can is exactly yeah. the same. Same. <laughs> I would say awesome. that maybe nothing else is the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure because I, you know, when we did see you at the Fancy Food Show, I mm-hmm. tried your samples that you had and... um mostly just because I was, I had been talking for so long while I was like cooking at the food booth. Yes. And then I came over like so thirsty. So first of all, thank you for like saving me because of course I didn't bring any water with me. <laughs> but it, I, for some reason I thought maybe it was different or maybe, maybe the flavor was different, but, but it had yeah. been so long since I had tried what you had. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure. Yeah. And back when I saw you guys, we only had samples of the orange mango. So it's, so now we have obviously both in can orange mango and lemon ginger. And the one thing that we have done that, that you're talking has reminded me of is in 2020 our shelf life for our protein water was six months 
And so now our shelf life is 18 months. And so the one thing that I do think that changed was we made the product and we pasteurized it immediately in a tunnel pasteurizer, which is what we do now. Um, back in 2020, we had made the product and then we it, there was time in between when we made the product and when we got it pasteurized. And so the, the shelf life was much slower or shorter. Yeah. So I do think that that may have changed something to do with inside of Probably the can. Probably tastes better. I think it tastes much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought, yeah. I thought that it was, you know, I mean, I, I thought that it was like lighter. I don't know if that's the right description, but that's how it felt from compared to what I remembered from the time before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just didn't know if there, if there had been a change, but I, I'm, I was into it. So <laughs> great. Perfect. And the, and it's very possible that you tried some lemon ginger, which you didn't have a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. I hadn't Sarah, had that for sure. Um, did you recover from your cooking demos really fast after you drank the tattoo? I think I did. Yeah. So much stronger. You, you were able to keep going, I think. I was able to keep going and live my best <laughs> Las Vegas life. Maybe maybe chefs should be a target market. You know, chefs have a really tough time because they drink the wrong stuff. There's a lot of problems in the chef industry of people drinking, you know. And also people just working stuff. really long shifts and not yeah. eating because I think that's what a lot of makers do too. I mean, yeah. you know, working long event shifts and not taking yeah. breaks and not eating. I mean, we all, every time we have someone on the show, something like that comes up. And I, I just think that this product can be good for lots of people. I don't think yeah. that um, it necessarily needs to be people that are intensely working out because that is not me. Like if you were, if you were trying to pitch that to me, I would be like, this product's not for me, but I definitely think there's benefits in your product for I know you right, right. For chefs. Sarah Marshall, you do more exercise than I do. So well, I, I, I definitely exercise, but not intensely. <laughs> there's been throughout the past couple of years, we've, definitely found some target audiences that we weren't uh, prepared for. So we, um, like you said, there's a testimonial up on our website from a photographer who says that she goes out and does really long shifts taking pictures and doesn't have enough time to stop and eat a sandwich because she might miss the light. She might miss mm-hmm. the person's like the people, the models. And so she said that she brought a couple cans with her and she felt much better after her shoot than not drinking anything the whole time and your blood sugar crashing and then needing to gorge yourself on food. Cause you're so hungry. Um, there's another target audience that we didn't realize and it was the medical field and so there's been a couple different times people have said that um if it's before colonoscopy or a surgery or something you can only drink clear liquids yeah and our protein water is a clear liquid we don't add any colors we don't add anything that shouldn't be in there and so you're actually getting 15 grams of protein while still keeping your clear liquid for your for your medical procedure that you need and which i think is pretty cool I'm going to drink it next time. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, Sarah, um, Jacoba should do that um, event that we did this year where all the hospitals came in, hospitals and schools. Oh, yes, that's please. a good idea. Yeah, so... Um, so Procure we'll... Works. Yeah. Procure Works. Uh, yep. Amber awesome. Hansen. Yeah. yeah, that would be, that would be really um, great. There's you know. a group called Healthcare Without Harm. It's a national group and they they are doing just like just what their name says, healthcare without harm. 
and they're working on bringing good foods into the institutions. So very cool. Yeah, I, I was, love- I was also thinking right away that, um, I, we had a guest on the show, uh, Fernway Foods, and um, she was talking about doing the Pacific Coast Trail events that they do. And it's for people that are interested in maybe doing the Pacific Coast Trail or um, or just want to go like check it out. And so there's all these different vendors there that sell um, things that would be useful on the trail. And I think that this would fit into that. So maybe, you know, hunters would do good with this product, too. Yeah. yeah, taking down notes here. Yeah, Wait, can <laughs> you mix it with vodka? Because I think they drink a lot of vodka when they. I'm not saying that I haven't mixed it with tequila before, <laughs> but um. it's not, maybe not the suggested use, but definitely a possibility. Yeah, once you've tried it, you'll just it just goes together. Um, yeah. From Fancy Food, actually, I have a contact and I've been speaking to someone who distributes to rehab facilities. And so that was also an interesting angle that I hadn't thought of before. Well, it would give satiety. So if somebody would drink it, then they would feel full and Mm -hmm. satisfied. Yeah, there's been we've had a couple of different customers who have been through chemotherapy and they said that it's easier to keep down than just plain water, but you're still getting the hydrating 12 ounces of water and you're getting 15 grams of protein. And they're actually saying that it makes them feel better during the chemotherapy process. There's been quite a few different um, angles that I never would have thought of myself, which is pretty amazing. They have a farmer's market up at OHSU. I wonder if that would be a good one for you. Yeah. You yeah, could do that's... like a sample for doctors and stuff. Absolutely. You that's guys are great. giving me all these notes. This is perfect. <laughs> we we like to give people ideas when they come on the show. We're full of We them. have no shortage of ideas on our perfect. show. I love it. It's great. Uh, let's talk about where your manufacturing is happening. Is it here <laughs> in Portland? It is not. <laughs> um, I wish it was. We were very close to finding a co-packer here in Portland, and I've spent so many, so many hours trying to find a local co-packer. Um, and we, I just haven't been able to find one who have been able to do everything from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we are using a co-packer in Anaheim um, who are, they're great to work with. They're Newport co-packing. And mm-hmm. so we make the product down there and then we put it in trucks and we bring it back up to Oregon where we run the business. Um, and Fancy Food also has given me three or four different contacts for different co-packers who I could potentially work with that might be a little bit closer. No one up in this area quite yet, but we are slowly getting closer and closer to Portland, which is our end goal. Yeah. I'm glad you found someone though, because um, there were quite a bit of, you know, large facilities that shut down during the pandemic and and did not reopen and a couple yeah. co-packing Sad. places in Portland. So um, I know it's been hard for people. So it's good that you found somewhere and um, facilities that are bigger, but um, for now there's not yeah, like not like many I options. I was mentioning in the beginning, our original co-packer shut down during the pandemic. And then yeah. with all of these other co-packers shutting down, the ones that did stay in business were getting really busy. Yeah. Um, and so it was hard getting to any time on a line if you like actually would be able to make the product. And so we did have to go down to California. But hopefully our end goal is to either build a facility up here um, or find someone who we can work with to build something that would work for our product. So our main um, hurdle is a tunnel pasteurizer, which we have really hard time finding around this area. Mm -hmm. 
because this is a whey protein isolate product. It does need pasteurization. And we have found that tunnel pasteurization makes the product last the longest and tastes the best. So So if somebody wants to start a business (laughs) in Oregon, get a tunnel pasteurizer. And I know client number one right here. I might have missed this, but did, did Sarah ask you where people can buy your product? She did not online, but I would love to tell you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, So our product is online. So it's on our website, www.drinktattoo.com. We are on Amazon as well. Um, And on our website, you can do subscription services. So if you want a pack sent to you every month, so you never forget your clean, convenient source of protein, we got you covered. Um, But we are also, we're sold in Market of Choice, who sponsors this podcast. Thank you, Market of Choice. We are one one or two of those 7,000 local products that are sold at all Market of Choice stores, um, which is an impressive stat, by the way. I heard that and was blown away. Um, We are also sold in a couple of local gyms in the area and in the Pacific Northwest, a bunch of um, independent retailers. I think we're up to 25 different uh, storefronts now or stores that sell our product. Okay. Are you going to go to Expo West? I would love to go to Expo West. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, If not this year, next year, for sure. The one thing that I want to do before I continue to go to these big food shows. So a lesson that I learned at fancy food was um, everyone asks you who distributes. And so we currently are not set up with a distributor. I do everything myself. And so before I go to my next big expo, I want an answer to that question. That's not me in the back of my RAV4. Well, Sarah Marshall, you're self-distributed, aren't you? Yeah, we are. But, and, and I, you know, it works for me. You know, the thing we've talked about it on the show before, but, you know, distributors take a percentage of, of what you're getting wholesale. So I think distributors are good for people that are manufacturing a lot of product um, and, and having a co-packer manufacture a lot of product, because I think it's hard to make money if a distributor is taking, you know, let's say it's 25%, which is sometimes what it is. And then you pay also for them to maybe take your product to a show, but then also you're not paying to go to that show. So like if you have a distributor represent you, they would take your product to the fancy food show with all of their other products and they would pitch it to the perfect buyers for your product. So there, there is benefit in it for sure. Um, I just don't, use one because I'm small, you know, I don't make that much product to, um, to have them take all over the country. But I think, um, if you do, I think, okay. So what about that thing called three PL three PL is what a lot of small people do. That's small business shipping. So you would, instead of bringing your stuff back to your warehouse here, you would send it to a 3PL. So it's third-party logistics partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fulfillment and they for would sure. Ship. That's one option. That would be a little bit less expensive, I would think, than going to a yeah, distributor. So, so once we get, so we've now done two production runs. Our first one was um, at the end of 2021. And our second one was at the end of 2022. And our third production run is going to be exponentially bigger than our other two. So the amount of product that we were actually shipping back up to Oregon was quite small. And the first one actually fit in my garage. Um, (laughs) The second one, we we have a storage facility up in Ridgefield, Washington that holds it. But once we get this next production run, our third one, we are definitely looking into fulfillment centers um, because they are in big areas like LA and they can ship anywhere. At the the level of product that we had from our first two, it just didn't make sense financially to have someone do that 
work for us. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, I mean, I'm ready to have a fulfillment center. Yeah. And also beverages are a little different. You almost need to, I think, go to a beverage distributor and most of those are regional. Mm -hmm. So you would have to think of something creative, like maybe you could have regional distribution and then your local distributor could come and pick up a pallet or whatever. Like you're reading straight from our business plan. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) And I think when you make those kinds of decisions, you really want to get to know the distributors and and see what it's like and and always ask other people who are having them distribute you know so um i usually when people are talking about distributing that and they ask me questions i usually try to hook them up with someone who uses that same distributor so i just did it with rebecca from portland salt was interested in using the distributor and i was like oh kelly from kelly's jelly uses them talk to her so that you can like figure out if it's if it feels good to be because you're like entering a relationship with them you know like if it feels good to be in that relationship if it's it's working for them um or just like keep talking to people before because you have to go into contract with them you know you sign on and um don't think they're doing you a huge favor make sure you read everything Mm -hmm. it's such an important relationship and don't agree don't just agree to everything because then you'll end up with a 98 percent discounted invoice and you're yeah the $10,000 you're expecting, you'll get a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an important relationship and it's such an important decision. And we've had multiple different distributors come to us who want to carry our product, but this product is my baby. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been working so hard for this product and I need someone else to think of it that way too. I need someone else to really care about my product before it just sends out into the world. yeah. Yeah. Also distributors don't generally get new clients for you, new customers. So you really do have to have those customer relationships set up before you put your product into it. At a very minimum. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're looking at a couple smaller distributors to test the waters with because I'm not ready. We're not ready to go super wide distribution across the country yet. We're really trying to stick Pacific Northwest. There's a group called Heritage Logistics and they do like Washington, Oregon and Northern California. Mm-hmm. I met with some folks from Crown Pacific Distribution. Yeah. They're up in the Seattle area. So we're having meetings with them. Um, and then there's a company actually here in Portland called Elite Nutritionals who distributes to all the gyms and oh. studios in the area. So that's a really important one that we're working towards as well. So I was also thinking this product would be really cool in 7-Eleven. That would be a huge account across the country. (laughs) (laughs) And anywhere that, yeah, where people are going to get a quick something. To grab something quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, ladies, unfortunately, it's the time where I have to tell us we got to wrap it. (laughs) It's a wrap. So, Jacobo, just as a final um, place to send people, where can people buy your product directly from you? Yes. I I would love for people to go to Market of Choice, buy the product from Market of Choice, support a local grocery store, support local makers. They do amazing things. Tattoo is for sale in four packs and single cans in all of their stores in both flavors. They're great to work with. Please support them. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, thank you for coming on the show as a a second time around. I think you're a first, second time around gang person. 
You are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First one. I I dig it. I think that um, there's a couple other people I want to have back on too. Let's talk again in a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Because by then you'll probably have more products, right? Right? That's the goal. That's the goal. Absolutely. (laughs) Keep me honest here. (laughs) (laughs) We record Missoni and Marshall live every week. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you to our audio engineer, Lon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be a guest on the show, we are currently looking to book people. So send us a DM on Instagram, Missoni and Marshall, and we will be back next week. Thanks for joining, everybody. Bye. Bye for now. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.